We're in Perek Tesayin, Mishnah Bet. Says the Mishnah. Shtei Yevamos Zu Omeris Meis Bali Vezu Omeris Meis Bali. We're going to have two women over here who are married to two brothers. All four of these people were overseas. Now the two women come back and each one says that her husband died. So Zu Asura Mipnei Bala Shal Zu Vezu Asura Mipnei Bala Shal Zu. Each wife, each woman is only believed in the testimony on her husband that he died vis-a-vis her own self and her ability to go get remarried. Since though she, according to her own words, would have to fall out in Yibum, she cannot rely on the other woman's testimony about her husband to exempt her from Yibum. As we saw before, the leniency that a one witness and the woman herself is believed about the death of her husband is only true insofar as it affects her and her marriage to that man. But it is not going to be helpful for the other woman vis-a-vis the Yibum. So therefore, both women are believed that their husband died, but they're stuck in a Yibum situation um, because um, they, we cannot believe that, the, that each man died vis-a-vis the Yibum situation, only vis-a-vis the wife. Lezu edim u lezu ein edim. So now we'll take a case where the two women come back. One of the women has edim that her husband died. The other one does not have edim that her husband died. Rather, she herself says her husband died. Es sheyesh la edim asura. The S she'ain la edim muteris. The woman who has edim on her husband is going to be usher to get remarried, because vis-a-vis her marriage to her husband, we believe her husband's dead because the edim tell us so. But vis-a-vis her yavam, the only way we know the yavam is dead is because the other woman said so. That other woman's testimony will not work vis-a-vis her and her yibum situation. But the woman who does not have Adim, so we believe her husband is dead vis-a-vis her because she said so, and that leniency we have. Now vis-a-vis the Yibum and the other man being dead, we have Adim. Therefore she will be mutter to go marry whoever she wants. Lezu banim u lezu ein banim. Es sheyesh la banim muteris. Ve'es la banim asura. If these two women come back, and they both say, there are no witnesses, they both say, my husband died, and one of them has children, and one of them does not have children. Again, the children will exempt her from Yibum. So the woman who has children is Mutter, because we believe her that her husband died, and now there's no Yibum situation because of the children. But the one who does not have children is going to be Aser, because she has to fall out in a Yibum situation, and we have no way of verifying that the Yavam is dead vis-a-vis the Yavama, we only know the Yavam is dead vis-a-vis his wife because his wife told us so. Nisyabmu umesu hayavami. Now we're talking about a case where these two women come back and they both say, my husband died. Now they both are going to fall out in Yibum. But there are two other brothers who are right back here with us. So there were four brothers altogether. These two women were married to two of those brothers. They come back, each one says their husband died. So we believe them, and they fall out in Yibum. But there are two more brothers that are living here, right in town. So they both do Yibum with those two brothers who are right here with us. Now those two brothers who did the Yibum die, and we want to know, do these two women fall out in Yibum to the other one's husband 
who were concerned is still alive, or they allowed at this point to go and get remarried to whoever they want. Says the first opinion, Asuros Linase, that they're also to go and get remarried. Because again, if we let them go and get remarried, it will turn out that each woman's testimony not only worked vis-a-vis herself, but it worked vis-a-vis the Yibum situation for the other woman. And that's something that we don't allow. So therefore, the first opinion is that they both remain usher even after they went and got remarried. Oh, sorry, even after they went and did Yibum. Rabbi Elazar Omer holds the Hutru Liyavamin, Hutru Lechol Adam. He holds no. Once we allow them, based on their testimony, each of them to go and get re, uh, go and do Yibum with the brothers who are here in town, so we then will allow them after those two Yavamin die, to go and get remarried to whoever they want. Since for each of these women we believe them, and there was an um, expression of that belief in the fact that they were able to Yibum, so then we will allow them to go and get remarried after those Yavamin die, and they can go get remarried to whoever they want. Mishnah Gimel. Ein me'idin ela al partsuf panim ima chotem, this Mishnah is going to talk about um, exactly what kind of testimony do we need, what do we need to have seen in order to testify that someone is dead. So the Mishnah starts off and says that we only testify um, about a person being dead if we saw their face, the actual face with the nose. Um, again, if the nose is not there, or we didn't see the face, or the nose is cut off, so then we cannot testify that that was that person. We will be concerned that they didn't get the identity right. Even though, says the Mishnah, we have signs, simonim, in the body or the clothes of the person, that's not good enough. We have to see the person's face itself. You can't say, well, it must have been him because that was his jacket on the dead body and that was his shoes. We're concerned maybe he lent them to someone else. And similarly, signs in the body would be that you can't say, well, he was really short, he was the same height, he had the same color eyes. None of those things are good enough. Again, we'll have to see the face with the nose and make a clear identification of the person who they were. Continues the Mishnah, Ein me'idin ella ad shetetze nafsho, v'afilu ra'uhu meguyad v'tsaluv, v'hachaya ochelet bo. We don't testify about the person that they're dead until we saw them truly dead. Even if we saw them, muguyad means minutach, that we saw them like stretched out, spread out, or we saw them hanging from a tree, um, or even if we saw an animal, a wild animal, eating at the person's flesh, unless we saw that this person was completely dead, we don't testify and say, because we saw these things, so it must be that they died. We had to see them actually die, or be dead. Um, and the last uh, idea here in the Tanakhama is that we only testify about a dead person's identity when we saw them within three days of their death. The reason is because after three days of their death, we're concerned that their physical appearance changed and we made a mistake. After three days, we're worried the body, the face may have blown up, dried out, somehow changed uh, due to the climate and due to decomposition. So we are uh, the decomposing of the body. So we are 
concerned that this isn't the right person. We didn't get the ID right. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba Omer, lo kol ha'adam, velo kol ha'makom, velo kol ha'sha'os shavim. He says, no, not every person and not every place and not every time are, is equal. Meaning the time period that it takes for a body to decompose and to change its appearance is different depending on the person. If the person is different weight, um, then it could change. The Bart Nur says that a heavier person decomposes faster. Um, if it depends on the place, whether you're in a desert or whether you're in a human place also makes a difference how fast the body decomposes. And also, the shaos, the time, if it's summertime or wintertime, it's going to make a difference what season it is, what time of year, how fast the body decomposes. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba, ben Baba says you have to take all these things into account um, and judge the situation accordingly. Um, and the Tanakhama says, no, he has a hard and fast rule that we don't do any IDing of bodies after three days of the death. That's the end of Mishnah Gimel.